0: Hey, I'm Brant. And I'm John. Got a question for you. Are you done with routine religion?
1: Are you bored with lifeless faith or ready to give up on God? We've talked to way too many people who are either leaving the faith because of how stiff and cold some people make it feel, or they're really hesitant to start following Jesus because of the lives of other Christians. We think it's time that a different narrative was heard.
0: Some people think following Jesus is boring or lifeless. We disagree. In fact, this podcast is about helping you follow Jesus with confidence and enthusiasm. Because following
1: Jesus doesn't suck. And welcome back to the Following Jesus Doesn't Suck podcast. Uh, like we said in our last episode, this is going to be a bonus episode. Bonus round! Yeah! Specifically about how do I fill up on Jesus every. Day because we talked about in our last episode at the end there, we, we sometimes don't follow Jesus very confidently. Um, and so what that winds up looking like is on the outside, it looks like our faith is fake news because we're not really living it out that much. And so when we stop living it out, stop like really f- um, filling up on Jesus, we actually start lacking confidence. And it kind of looks like from the outside that our fake is f- faith is fake News. That's kind of a tongue twister, and uh, and and so no one's buying it. No one's really seeing it. Um, and on the outside, it doesn't it? Kind of looks like following Jesus sucks, and we don't want that. And so, how do we how do we follow Jesus confidently in a way that doesn't look like it sucks? Well, I think a big, huge part of that is filling up on Jesus every single day. And so we mentioned that last time. We're going to talk about in a bonus episode right now about how do I fill up on Jesus every Single day, and I, we just want to talk about six little ways that we can do that and fill up on Jesus. So let's jump right in. The first way to fill up on Jesus is emptying you of you. Ooh. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting difficult right out of the gate because the reality is you can't fill something up if it's already full. Right. And if you're filled with you and your life is all about you, then it's hard to fill up on anything else. And so, number one, it's emptying myself of me. Can you do that? Can you empty yourself of you? The reality is this. God says that he opposes the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. When you are so filled with you, you are actually living as if you're on the other team from God. And that's, that's a scary place to be in. So every day I want to be intentional. I want to be so intentional to ask Jesus to help me get past me and realize that my life is not about me. I have to lay down my pride. I think the Bible even uses the term crucify. I'm, I'm crucifying myself. I'm like murdering my selfishness. And a big way to start doing that is confessing the sin that's in my heart, causing me to want other things that are not God.
0: That's right. Get it all out. Confess it all. And you're literally pouring it out of yourself when yeah. you're confessing it.
1: And really, like we, we might have said a little bit earlier, uh, confession is just agreeing with God about how lousy my sin is. It's 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 saying, God, I'm going to call it what you call it. And uh, so when I do that, I have to, when I've emptied myself of me and I'm beginning to get rid of my selfishness and my pride, that's when I can begin to fill up on Jesus in worship and and in his word and in prayer. And I I can do those things when I've emptied myself of my selfishness and I have to do that first. The second thing is this. Number one, empty myself of me. Number two, looking for just one thing each day from the word. Now, that might sound really simplistic. And if you're like a Bible buff and and you're like, oh, that's not enough. Well, let me just say this. Um, Obviously, I think the goal is to get the entire Word of God into you, through you, just coursing through your veins. But the reality is, it's easy to get overwhelmed with all the things. And because I think it's so important to hang on to all of the things, I don't actually think you'll hang on to. You'll, you'll, you'll retain everything if you try to consume it all at once. And so that's why I think uh, look forward to one thing from the Word, look for something one one thing to hang on to whenever you read the word of god and let me just say this i think you should read the word of god every day right you you, you don't you don't feed yourself occasionally in the week right you don't eat food every few days i don't think you should feed yourself spiritually just occasionally you need to do it every single day um, and so the, thing that I recognize is I think we often get overwhelmed with everything there is to learn in the Bible and everything we have to do to be a good Christian that we almost forget everything because we're trying to remember all the things. But One of the most powerful pieces of advice I've ever given, I remember I went off to summer camp one summer when I was in middle school, late middle school, early high school, I forget. But there was this sweet lady in our church and wrote me a card that I received that week and she told me to try to just pick one thing from that week that God was teaching me in my life. And I did, and it was it was like the only thing that I still remember from that summer, and uh, it changed my life, and it was just so good. So I, I did that, and now I try to do that every time I read the Bible. Like every time I read the Bible and I'm doing my personal devotions, um, I just try to hang on to one thing. Because I, I remember, I've, I've tried in my life, oh man, get all the things out of this passage in one study time, which is great. Um, especially if you're writing it down on paper so it stays put and it doesn't leave your memory. But when I'm like going throughout the rest of my life in the, in the rest of the day after I've read my Bible, I want to make sure I'm hanging on to it. And so I really try hard to hang on to just one thing. And I don't know, maybe you have a super memory, so hang on to two things. But the, <laughs> the, the point is, don't overwhelm yourself actually care for yourself and make sure you're hanging on to just one thing.
0: That's right. And this is going to be a thing that, that lasts you the entire day. I mean, you're yeah. going gonna to yeah. be thinking about it on your, your work breaks or on your, uh, your time in between classes or something. I mean, this is going to be something that a truth, a promise, uh, just one thing that you're able yeah. to hang on to for that entire day.
1: Well, here's the cool thing. Um, if you think that there's probably more in that passage go back to it again the next day. <laughs> you right. know, like you don't have to keep moving on. Like stay put in that passage until you're satisfied with what the Lord's teaching you there. Um That's something but, else
0: that's cool is that that you hanging on to that one truth all day mm-hmm. might help you like you might realize other truths throughout yeah. that day that yeah. you're like, "Oh wow, I didn't even realize that," but because I've been focusing on this one passage this one verse this one truth this one promise yeah uh, it it shows you and reveals other truths and other promises you
1: can hold on to because following jesus is primarily not an informational journey it's a transformational journey right so the point isn't to just know the things the point is life change and and if that won't happen if you're just forgetting everything you remembered or or it's just staying in the informational level so hang on to one thing Uh, and really let it change your life. Number three, look forward to small blessings every day. Look forward to small blessings every day. My dad used to tell me all the time, anticipation is in and of itself a sensory delight. In other words, it really feels good to look forward to something. And the more you look forward to something, the more you actually enjoy it. And and you actually stretch the enjoyment process out longer. Uh, and And here's the thing, the more you enjoy something the more you're grateful for it, right? It's amazing. so the bottom line is this, when I anticipate the little things that God is doing for me every single day, I'm going to notice them, enjoy them, and be grateful for them so much more. And believe it or not, I feel like God is, I, I get the sense that I feel like I, in, in my emotional level that God is blessing me more just because I'm choosing to look forward to it. I'm noticing it when it happens, and then I'm hanging on to it in gratefulness after it happens. Like, I've taken a blessing and I've stretched it out. (laughs) Anticipate blessings every single day. Because the truth of the matter is, the Bible tells us, God is blessing us every day. And His mercies are new every single day, every single morning. And so, you will never live a day of your life where God is not blessing you. Um, But the question is, are you you noticing it? Right. And are you experiencing the blessing? Right. Right. So I think a great way to stretch out that experience and really just um, overwhelm yourself with the goodness of God is look forward to it, enjoy it, and be grateful for it. So look forward to small blessings every single day. So just to recap, we're halfway through these six things. Number one, empty yourself of you. Number two, look for just one thing each day from the Word of God. Number three, look forward to small blessings every single day. Number four, connect with others who are following Jesus. Almost nothing encourages me to follow Jesus more than the time I spend with somebody else who's following Jesus. Some of my best friends in the entire world are those who love Jesus with all of their hearts, right John? And uh, are serving impassionately wherever their lives take them. Just a simple connection point with that person, a chat, or some time spent with friends who love Jesus makes me want to love Jesus even more, just like them. And it's amazing, the power of choosing good friends. Like, can I just say this over your life? You are generally the average of the five friends you spend the most time with. Right. You are. So, so look at your calendar. Who are the people that you spend the most time with? Top five. And then just automatically assume that's going to be about what your life is like. And here's the truth: you do have a choice. That was a mind-blown <laughs> emoji if you couldn't see it. Um, because the truth of the matter is, you, you have a choice of who you actually spend time with. I get it. Like there are certain circumstances in your life where you're like forced to be with other people, whether it's at work or at school or whatever. But like the people you gravitate towards, you have a choice over. and so um, you can be the one who gravitates on purpose towards people who love Jesus and I would encourage you to do that because that's gonna be a way to help you fill up on Jesus encourage you in your walk so much more so you walk with Jesus confidently number five
0: number five
1: talking to God in the middle of normal things
0: Ooh, I love this one
1: you know when I was younger we had this um, China cabinet in my grandma's house and it was right in the middle of the house and my brother and I when we were younger would obviously it's me and my brother we're very we'd rough house a lot and, and wrestle and run around and we always had to be very careful around that China Cabinet when we tear around the corner of the kitchen and it was right there and we're like being super careful walking on our tiptoes. And I used to always think of prayer like that. <laughs> like, dear God, <laughs> our sweet and heavenly father who art in heaven. And I was always like, I used to hear these long, breathy prayers that would last like 49 minutes. And at the end, I was like, I could never pray like that.
0: Yeah, like people who like, they have like 75 names of God memorized. (laughs) They're using like half of them in every prayer that they pray. Yeah, our (laughs) precious,
1: dear Lord, sweet and heavenly Father, uh, Jesus Christ and the Holy (laughs) Spirit, blessed be your name forever and ever. Thank you for this, video. yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just for a meal, oh
1: my word! Meal. And so I was. Always, I got the impression based on that that, like, oh man, talking to God is this thing that is so uh, delicate, and I could get it wrong so easy. Um, and I be okay, obviously it's good to have reverence in prayer, and obviously it's good to pray scheduled times every day. Right. Um, you know, whether it's in the morning or at meals or before bed. And, you,
0: well, and something can also be said for, you know, taking uh, time out of your day and going someplace special to meet with God as well. Sure. Um, but that there's a balance there. So and I don't, you the I do it at other places. At this point yeah.
1: isn't to get into that too much, but right. I, I think we often forget to relate to God as a real person, that he is. Yes. Like, prayer is real talk to a real God who really wants to talk to me. Yes. Um, and he has feelings. He cares about the things of your life. He he likes to do stuff with you, and he wants to talk with you like a friend. Uh, in John 15, 15, speaks that. Jesus says, uh, I, I call you friends if you follow me, if you love me. And so when I talk to God in the middle of everyday, normal things, I'm living out that reality that he loves me, he cares about me, he wants to be with me. Um, and, and that just makes me want to love him and follow him more. Like, last night I was, uh, I traveled down with a friend to, to go to an indoor soccer tournament, and we were playing. And, and I remember thinking, like, God, help me to actually be able to be on a team tonight. It would be nice to be able to play a game because we drove two hours to get here. And and I was talking to him about just real, normal soccer things that, you know, you wouldn't think he normally cares about. But then he blessed us with the opportunity to play on a team, and we played well, and we had some fun, and I was able to have an amazing conversation with my friend about Jesus. And um, and all of those were blessings from God that um, started with the opportunity to just play. And right. just talking with God about normal things just turned into this really cool experience. And so now, uh, not only did I have this shared experience with my friend, who brought me down there. But I had this shared experience with my friend Jesus, who was able to use that moment for something bigger, but it started with just talking to him about normal stuff. That's right. Um and and God wants to be not only specifically at your meal times and, <laughs> and at your prayer service or your church service or whatever, which he does, but he, he also wants to be present like he already is, but he wants you to invite his presence into everyday moments. And, right. and I think when we do that, that's when we Begin to realize that God is 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 here. He's present. He's part of every single moment. I mean, frankly, you're listening to this podcast somewhere, going somewhere, or you're you're doing something, uh, and God wants to be part of those things.
0: That's right. I I actually I I talk to God during podcasts. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's weird, but I I, I do. Or books I'm you're reading. You're so weird, John. Or, that's it's right. Okay. I <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Or while I'm driving or just, like, I would talk to my wife or any other friend about a podcast or anything. i you know, talk to God in yeah. the middle of the normal things.
1: Yeah. And the final thing is this. This might be hard. This actually might be where the transformation comes. Quit good things. There. I said it. There are so many good things that are so hard to say no to in life. Yeah. And and I had actually a student ask me the other day, he said, um, how do I, because I've been talking about this with my students at times, and and he was saying, how do I quit something? How How do I do that? And I said, you know, it's not necessarily about saying no to things. It's about budgeting the yeses that you have, because the reality is you should be saying yes to the most important things in your life. And if you have extra time in your life, then you can start saying yes to good things. Right. But good is often the enemy of great. And we get... But the reality is that, 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 that um, good is much more common and will ask you to say yes much more often. Great only comes around once in a while. And you have to choose. I'm going to budget my yeses to say yes to great things. And if I have more time after that, okay, then I can say yes to some good things. And definitely I'll try to avoid saying yes to bad things, right? But if I say yes to all the things, it's very quick that I realize I have no more room for great things in my life. And if I truly want a great relationship with Jesus, then chances are there are some good things. They're good, but they're rivaling Jesus for my time.
0: That's right. And I think that our our good alarm goes off a lot when we we get asked to do something. We're like, oh, that's good. Yeah, I should say yes to this. It's okay to say, let me think about it.
1: Right. It's okay. And even beyond that, it's okay to say, you know, I really appreciate you asking me for this, or I appreciate the honor, whatever. But I've already said yes to this, and then fill in the blank with a great thing. Right. And I just, unfortunately, just don't really have a whole lot of time left after that. There are some good things that are rivaling Jesus for your time, for your affection, for your attention. So every so often, I will actually quit a good commitment, I'll unfollow a good person on social media, or get rid of a good pleasure that merely serves to distract me from a great affection for Jesus in my life. No, they're not bad things, but they're truly good things. But as I love what Paul David Tripp says, he says, when a good thing becomes a God thing, that's a bad thing, and I don't want that in my life, so I'm going to say yes to great things, I'm going to say yes to God things, and if I have extra time, if I have extra attention, and frankly, if I have extra affection, leftover affection, then I'll say yes to good things. But I primarily want to say yes to great things. And that starts with prioritizing Jesus things, God things, relationship with him things. And then, and I can, you know what, I might even throw this in there. And this depends on where you're at. This depends on what this actually means for you. But I'd say church things. Because I think Jesus would say church things are great things because he died for the church. So Jesus himself said yes to a great thing, which is the church. Um, beyond that, that's when you begin to go, all right, where else in my life, where else in my attention, where else in my affection, can I fit some good things in?
0: That's right. And, uh, and so I want to go back to that quote, Paul David Tripp's quote, uh, when a good thing becomes a God thing. So that's about not prioritizing something that's, that's just good and mm-hmm. elevating it to the mm-hmm. level of a God thing. Is that what that?
1: Yeah cuz let me just say this to you listening to me right now to us right now you probably worship some things that are not god things okay yeah you're making your job a god thing you're making your sports team your homework your 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 kids a god thing they're not god and and so it's okay It's okay to say yes to God things, which will influence how you relate with the rest of the other things in your life. Right. Um, Obviously, your kids came from God, but they are not your God. Yes. Okay. They don't give you purpose. They don't give you reason. They don't give you a future. God does. And he's asking you, how are you going to worship me and how you lead your family? You know, How are you going to worship me and how you play on a sports team? Are you going to let it dictate great things? Relationship with God things, church things, um, are, worship things. Are, are you going to let your job, are you going to let your kids, are you going to let your sports, are you going to let your, your schooling... Be the thing that determines everything else in your life. Is that the thing pulling your chain in life? That's a good thing becoming a God thing, and that's not a good thing.
0: That's right. And so here's the question we have for you. How do you fill up on Jesus every day? Well, We give you six things that we do to fill up on God's love in our lives. And this is where it becomes real. You yeah. actually have to decide to do something yourself. Absolutely. So what is it that you're going to change? What, what are you going to do to make that change in your life? And do it, because real faith is seen in real life.
1: Yeah, you can make a change. You can. Uh, But nothing's going to change unless something changes. (laughs) I know that sounds so dumb. I promise you, I'm not talking down to you. But like, this is is not informational. This is transformational. You have to decide. It's not just going to happen. You can make a change. You can do it. And the Holy Spirit will empower you to do that. Um, And frankly, he'll bless you if you do that. Real faith is seen in real life. Hey, we love you guys. Can't wait for the next episode. Well, hey, thanks for listening today. We know that there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and you chose to listen to this one, and that really makes a big difference to us. That matters a lot, so thank you. We want to let you know that you can always head to suck.com to connect with us, view the show notes, and get links to anything we mentioned in this episode. Finally, if you've made it this far, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a
0: review. It really does make a huge difference as we want to help you follow Jesus with
1: confidence and enthusiasm. Because remember, following Jesus doesn't suck.